Happy Canada Day. It's, uh, yeah, it is Canada day, day. Day for all Canadians. A day uh, for all Canadians. Even the shitty ones, they get their day. <laughs> they do. Yeah. 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 I'm sure you know I, a couple uh, of them. So they, you know, everything's kind of been cancelled today, right? Like, no fireworks, no whatever, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, in my point of view, understandably so. Obviously, you can watch fireworks while still being distant from each other. But I feel like, you know, towns and municipalities by, you know, hosting events are encouraging people to mm. congregate and be together. So, yeah. you know, anyway, but of course, you know, social media just kicking off with oh oh what why would they like i just <laughs> what was that voice you were doing there <laughs> I, I didn't even get far enough to do an impression because it pisses <laughs> it me close. off so much i can still i can still hear what what are you doing with our fireworks oh. <laughs> <laughs> i just i don't know like it this year at this point in time i just i could care less i I could not care less about Thank fireworks. You. Thank you for correcting yourself with that. Um, yeah, you know what? Fuck them. Fireworks are fine. <laughs> the only fireworks I care about. It's like, are do, do you remember? Do you remember that? It's like an old, old episode of Prepare to Try, and they're talking about laser shows. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, yes. It's like there's a pub opening, so they go to a laser show, and it was just terrible. Yeah. And yeah. since then, it's like their point of view on laser shows that's like i've never no i'll take it back the one time i've seen fireworks that were cool were new year's eve in disneyland this last year that was cool yeah and are these going to be better than those would they have been probably (laughs) not so i'm gonna say i've probably seen uh the peak that my life has to offer in terms of fireworks so i'm okay with not having any more. Sure, sure, yeah. The Disneyland fireworks are good, aren't they? And they they perfected it because they do that every day. So All the time. Yeah, they do it literally every night, you know? And they got the little Tinkerbell flying up to the castle and everything, you know? Got all that going on. They don't have a Tinkerbell in Canada, do they? Uh, not as far as I'm aware. No, no, see, see? Unless that's Here. like a nickname for like a sex offender. <laughs> is it your nickname it's <laughs> ding ding <laughs> absolutely done me <laughs> done done you um so i think this is the gentleman's pantry and oh, yes. i'm scott and this is dallin hello uh, we, we are in the same room and i think it would be remiss if we didn't begin this week without congratulating myself on getting the Bloodborne Platinum the other day. Um, yes, so well done to me. Well done. Well done. I'm clapping myself. It, it was very um, good. It was very entertaining. Um, five years in the making. Yeah, that's you've, longer than You've been working on that Platinum longer than we've known each other. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that is true. I have. I got, I got Bloodborne uh, the day I went to the zoo. Uh, it was a good day. Uh, and ever since then, I've been chipping away. I, t- I said to you the last time I got a trophy on that, apart from the two that I got this week, uh, was the 11th of April, 2015. So it's been it's been a good long slog, been a bit. I would say. And I feel like that little nagging sensation that's always in the back of my mind is now gone. 
you know? Good, I'm glad. I'm glad. It, it no longer has to be a platinum that I feel scared or anxious about, you know? Mm-hmm. I, can, I can move on with my life now and feel anxious and scared about a load of video game things that don't matter that are in the future instead of the ones that are in the past, so <laughs> that's good. Uh, so now that we've got that out of the way, I want to talk to you about some indie games that I picked up. Before up. before you do, oh sorry, you said something yesterday that made me laugh quite a bit, and I purposely didn't say anything because I wanted to save it for this. Oh good, good. <laughs> so yesterday you sent me a photo of a centipede. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it did. Uh, it did in my bathroom. You said, in the bath, you said another centipede. I haven't seen one of these in about fifteen years, and I've seen two in this bathroom. Yeah. Now. <laughs> Sure. What made me laugh was I can imagine that being like a voiceover for like a horror trailer, like a creature feature. <laughs> like imagine like the really tense music, right? Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's like another centipede. Long pause, like reverb, you know, the music kind of creeps. In. It's like, I haven't seen one of these in about 15 years. And then, it's, <laughs> and then the next part, probably said another one to look for the first. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I said. <laughs> I just totally like that's the start of a trailer, and, and then I was like, super there's into imagine, that. Imagine, imagine a cut, and it's like there's a big circle, and it's like it's in darkness, and then the circle moves over, like Jesus coming out of the cave, and there's like me <laughs> and two other adventurers. I've like rolled a big rock out of the way to get into a tunnel or whatever uh, to find these centipedes. That would happen, like this. This year, I imagine there's one like in the foreground, but you don't know that it's one until it starts to move because it's like yeah. a really, really close shot. It's like in uh, God of War with the the snake. Yeah, it's like the hills. You think it's just mountains or whatever, but it's actually yeah. a centipede. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I, it's strange. Yeah, I haven't I, I haven't seen a centipede in a while. Like I I, I found that one the the last one in like maybe March, maybe April. And I thought I thought it was very odd. Like I was like a centipede. I mean, like, I guess I get, you see them all the time when you're a kid, right? Because you're out playing you outside, like you're on the, the ground in the field. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like lifting up rocks and shit. But like, I, I, I like I live on the third floor as well. Like, right. It it is to, it, it is strange to see one in a like it's not the kind of of insect that normally makes its way into a house. No, certainly not. And let alone high up, you know, because yeah. re- relatively speaking, this apartment's quite bug-free. The only thing that I see in are flies, and that's because the windows are open because it's hot, but apart from that, there's not a lot, apart from these fucking, these two centipedes. No, there's they've, gonna- had, they've had to work to get up there. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, it will be weird if it was two coincidental centipedes that have never met before, Right. Right. So, like, what I'm think, what I'm worried about, what I'm thinking is that there's some sort of... I don't know if centipedes live in colonies. I don't know. But I'm worried that there's some sort of nest-like situation under a floorboard somewhere. That kind of uh, scares I me. And I don't... I, I hate thinking about that. But yeah, I feel like I if there that. was, I would probably see more centipedes. You know? Probably. More than two. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they're from the guy who came to fix the leak in the bathroom and he's like an Edgar, but <laughs> centipedes... <laughs> <laughs> He's actually he actually owns a centipede circus and uh, one of them fell out of his pocket when he was right. uh, fixing the bath. Yeah, I can, that could be it. Yeah, could be he'll that. be back. <laughs> he'll be back for that. <laughs> no. 
Hey, uh, <laughs> you know weird question. Right here? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's done the toilet now. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> right, sorry. Let's talk. Let's this. This is a podcast <laughs> for video games. It is also a podcast for banter, but it's mostly a podcast for video games. So let's yes. talk about that. It's a podcast for everything and everyone. Uh, so I have three games that I've played. Right, pick them up reasonably cheap. Uh, and I would like to tell you about them. So, like, perhaps this is going to be the second monthly edition of the the Gindies. Uh, the I would say. Uh, I actually, right. <laughs> I actually remember the last one. I, I had three games, but I only played two of them. So I was like, "Oh, I have this third one. It looks pretty good." <laughs> I've right. actually played. I've actually played all three of these. Uh, so that's that's good. Uh, so I did pick up later daters, right? Which we mm, talked yes. about a while ago, which is the the old person dating uh, game, mm-hmm. and <laughs> it's I think it's good, right? It's basically just a text adventure where you're picking some options and uh, yeah. you create your character. You can only be a granny, right? Or you know you can also pick non-binary. So I I'm not sure if non-binary grandparents are referred to as grand grandas or grannies i'm not sure i have to look into that but you can you pick uh whoever you want to be you can pick your sex uh you can pick your pet uh you can pick your sexual persuasion and your name and stuff so my first character i picked i made her name miss constance lasalle which sounds like a granny (laughs) she is a dog who is a shiba inu and i called the dog celebi which I thought was quite good. It's a good little That's dog nice. name. Yeah, and she had a life with her husband Wendell before that he died. That is a good five grandpa years. name. Good grandpa name. He died five years previously, and she was she'd been forced to move into a retirement home because she had had a fall, and that's what the doctor recommended. And it's just a fun little uh, text adventure where you know shenanigans are happening with the old folks. You're getting into romantic entanglements and things. You know, there's stuff about like. There's like a transgender uh, uh, grandparent, and she, uh, her son is not accepting of her. And there's like, there's like one bit where uh, there's like a family reunion with her, and the son wants her to go as the dad instead of the mom. If you know, like he doesn't accept that she's transgender and stuff like that. Right. And so there's like, there's a lot of like inclusiveness in this game. I think that's really, really good. So the dialogue's pretty funny. It's not like amazingly well written. I quite like the art style. It's quite, it's quite cute and clean and it, you know, it gives, gives off the atmosphere of a fun game. But the, the big problem with it is, is that this is only one part of the granny story, right? There's a, you, you hit a point and it's just like to be continued. And I'm like, but but oh. when? <laughs> but when? <laughs> so like, I I and it, I don't know if like when I'm getting it. I don't know if I'm gonna have to pay a separate fee to get the other part. I like see, I, see. I don't really know. I only paid like it was like four forty or something like that. But I don't. It, it said part one in the description, but I I, I feel like it should they they should have it like expressly marked out like hey this is gonna be coming at the end of the summer or whatever because it's just sort of like right. okay well it's pretty short you know it's only like it's only like an hour and a half maybe up until where i played um yeah yeah I, I i liked it enough but i feel like i would have liked it more if it was full you know uh, yeah it's sure it, it's fun. well that's yeah that's a thing though or is it is it like real or is it just kind of like an urban myth that it's like there's like tons of banging in old folks homes 
Yeah, yeah. It, that, I mean, I think that is true, right? And on my so my first playthrough, like the one that I was kind of serious about, I was like, right, this is like my main character, and then I just picked something that was completely different for the second character, just because because sure. it was short and I wanted another playthrough. So I picked uh, I picked a lady. Uh, I, I didn't screenshot her name. I can't remember what it is. I, no, I picked her name's Freya. I can't remember her second name. Freya is she's a lesbian. Her it was her wife that died, Sophia. And in, with the first character, I was kind of like, okay, let's let's just see, let's feel around and see what the characters are like. I don't want to get too involved with anybody too soon. But this one, I was mm-hmm. like, right, I'm going for Mariana. And just like literally the first day, they're having a little kiss together and everything. You know, like immediately getting in there, uh, going on like a triple date with her and another guy as well at All one right. point. You know, so. I think it is right. It's something to like. I don't want to speak for gra- like grandparents or older people, but it's not, they they have less responsibilities. They, I guess, they need to live life to the, its fullest, right? Uh, they can't get pregnant, you know. Yeah. So it's there's less less issues that way. Um, you would imagine. And so, I guess you're just there, like. Yeah. That's, yeah. I guess, I suppose it's unusual, isn't it? Like the only time that you're like that with other people is at university, like, if you're living in, like, student right. accommodation, right? So, and the same would be said for there, that, like, a lot of banging yeah. would be going on, right? So, it, it's probably the same for old people, yeah. Um, so, I think it is good. It's it, I think it celebrates being old and being potentially lonely and being worried about death and dying alone mm-hmm. and, like, finding love before that happens and stuff. I think, I think it's interesting, but I do wish that it was a bit longer. Uh... So I I did enjoy that. Uh, okay, so the sec cool. the second one right, Susie actually recommended this game because she bought it herself. Um, so this game is called Agent A right, and it was only one pound twenty four or something like that, and it was okay. really fucking cheap. But it, this is you should look it up. It's a little uh, adventure game with like a spy thriller aesthetic, and the art style is really really good. I okay. re- like I really really like it. It's nice and clean. The puzzles are nice and clean. Uh, you know, you're kind of going around your top and everything. It's like you'll be opening like a little painting and something will be behind it. And you have to search around the environment to maybe find like a key to open that puzzle. And then when you solve that puzzle, there'll be like another like frame that comes from behind it. And it's, yeah, it's just a fun little spy thriller story with like some cool puzzles and stuff. And it's definitely worth £1.24, I would say. You played uh, this one on mobile? Uh, I played on Switch. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You can, yeah, I think it was originally a mobile game, but yeah. I think it's actually really cool. I like I liked it a lot, and I would definitely recommend this. I think it's great. Uh, cool. It's kind of difficult sometimes. I I did have to look up some solutions because I like I always like in puzzle games. I always get to like where, like or adventure games. I should say I get to like where, where I've touched everything and I picked up everything I think I can, and I'm like like what the fuck did I do? And I'm just going around like all the little environments, like looking. I'm like where are the f- where. What yeah. the hell did I do? And then it, like I've missed something like blatantly obvious. And I'm like, for fuck's sake, why didn't I know that? Um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's great. It's a fun little game. Uh, definitely worth the price. Cool. And yeah, I like the I like the color aesthetic as well. They're going for a pink and purple look, and I think that's great mm-hmm. too. Uh, I think that's all I have to say about that. So the third one, third one, something that you, I have some, you're gonna have interesting thoughts about this one. Uh, so and we can we can pause this. So you can look stuff up, which I think sure. will be important. So the third game is called The Friends of Ringo Ishikawa, which is a pixel art 
Japanese beat em up game that's a bit like Hotline Miami, but a bit like Persona as well. And okay. it's fucking interesting as fuck. This is... I mean, if you look it up immediately, you'll be like, this is pretty cool. Even the thumbnail is cool. It's like that, like, red, like, 1980s Japanese, like, crime thriller sort of aesthetic, right? Mm -hmm. And the the idea is you play as Ringo, and he's got a a load of friends. He's in high school, and they're a gang, and they're kind of, they're going to be a Yakuza gang, or they're going to join the Yakuza at some point. But it's also, so it's it's like a beat-em-up brawler, right? reminiscent of like older arcade games yeah and it's got streets of rage or yeah it's like streets of rage yeah yeah and it's got like but it's also got social elements as well it's a it's like a social rpg like persona yeah so you've got all of your like school study skills like history Mm. and physics and maths and literature and all this sort of stuff you have to study for those and there's like a, there's a couple of like romance narratives with some of the characters you know there's friendship narratives there's like different stores and stuff you can go into and interact with the That's characters cool. and things like that but the best thing the best thing is the soundtrack on this fucker because Ooh. it's all acoustic slash synth wave music oh, that's very very good there's not and it changes with every environment that you walk into like when you change like you change uh you change slide or whatever. You go into like a different part of the town. They're all different and they're all great. There's not been a bad, there's not been a bad piece of music in this game at all. And you should definitely listen to it. Or we could pause right now and you could listen to some of it or put it into the podcast. And I think that would be great because the music is perfect. Okay, Even the on. menu I'm, music is perfect. I'm going to open up. I'm going to open up a little song right now. Oh, okay. Good. I'm just going to start at the beginning. Start at the beginning. Why not? Like God did when he made the earth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I I think this game is super interesting. I'm not that far into it, but the the combat, you know, is kind of like every brawler. It's just kind of like bottom mashing, right? And that, But that's kind of the least interesting part of it, I think. Uh, I also just like the art style and the environments. Like, the pixel art is good, and it works really well with, like, this kind of small japanese city vibe you know it's like lots of japanese buildings you know it's really common obviously for indies to kind of go for like an 8-bit or a 16-bit thing which i don't have any problems with but i really really like it because it's almost like playing a retro game how we remember it yeah like you you don't remember you know super mario bros 3 dropping down to five frames a second when you get more than four enemies on screen right? i don't but well i'm, I'm <laughs> speaking broadly you definitely don't because you played no. mario 3 for like the first time a year ago um, <laughs> perfect <laughs> but uh you know when you have something like this or like hyperlight drifter you know that's running like constantly at like 60 frames a second really really smooth but still with that really nice pick it, it feels really nice really smooth i like that a lot yeah and also yeah. this soundtrack is very good it is oh oh hot dog you're gonna enjoy it i'm gonna listen to the whole thing later I'm just it, listening to this one. Like you said, it's just like almost like a chill hop with like acoustic. It's like it's like if Eric Clapton collaborated with Chill Hop Records, this is what yeah. you get. It's kind of just like they've sampled a, an acoustic section. Like maybe yeah. maybe like a Leonard Cohen or something, right? Yeah. And That's yeah. very good. There's lots of cool little quirk 
quirky things in it as well. Like he, uh, so when you're walking around, I think it, I think what they call it is like delinquent mode or something. And so when you're walking around, like you hold in R, like one of the triggers, and then he just puts his hands in his pockets, or you can like you can press like A, and he'll take take a cigarette out and just light it. And you can walk around smoking a cigarette in your mouth while your hands are in your pockets, just like yeah, I'm a moody little shit walking around this Japanese <laughs> time. Uh, you can do that, or like when you're in school studying, you can choose to like I think it's like if you hold in A or B. Uh, he will like study and he'll be writing and stuff. But if you if you want, you can like do one of the the arrows on the D pad and he'll like sit in like different like slouchy like positions That's in fun. school. So like he'll like be sitting back in his chair with his head like up in the air or like like just leaning down on the desk or just looking out the window or whatever like not paying attention. So it's kind of like there's this story of like it, it was uh, it's something I maybe need to look into more. But it's sort of like. To get accepted into the Yakuza, you need to do well in school. Um, oh, okay. So it seems like that is kind of the goal at the minute. Is like the teacher's kind of like, "Hey, you're fucking up. You're like part of this like violent gang. You need to kind of like straighten out." But there's kind of, I guess, these two paths of like straightening out in the traditional sense, where you'll go and like have a a mainstream job, or straightening out just so that he can continue his life of like violence. Right, literally and stuff. just improving his grades so that yeah. He can, yeah. Yeah, so I think this game is super interesting. I really that's cool, and it sounds like it has like lots of fun little like little details like that, like changing yeah. the way that you sit. Like honestly, like sometimes that's the the best thing that a game can have is when people, is. you know, and especially like when that sort of stuff like gets on social media on Twitter. Like yeah. people love that. People love stuff the like little details. And oh, yeah. I mean, we even talked about that like with The Last of Us. Like you know, one of my favorite things like with you know Ellie is just kind of not her idle animations, but just like. Yeah. You know, when you're walking, like, sometimes, you know, she'll just, like, tuck her hair behind her ears. Or just, yeah, like, you know, rub her hand along her mouth. Or, like, you know, scratch. Like, yeah. just little things. There's no context for them. Yeah. There's yeah. no need for them. They have no. no function. But they make it so much more interesting. So yeah. that's really cool. And especially with, like, this fairly simplistic art style. Mm-hmm. Little touches like that make it even more believable. Like, you can sit on all the benches and everything and, like... There's just little bits and pieces in the environment that you can interact with, you know, which is quite nice. Or, like, if you go to, like, a cafe and you have a book on you, you can, like, sit down and choose to just read the book. Or you can just sit there and stare into space or smoke a cigarette or whatever you want, you know. Just stuff that, like, a punk kid would do, you know. But a punk kid that's trying to get better grades. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I think this is great. One of my one of my favorite uh, little idle animations for a game is in Uncharted 4. Uh, just to say, when Nathan Drake... <laughs> when he's in Africa, if he's been standing around for too long, he'll like sniff under his armpit and be like, "Oh," because <laughs> he's got really sweaty <laughs> from like uh, from roughhousing. That's that's a good one. Uh, so yeah, three good little games. I think that I I think I only paid maybe like fourteen pounds for all three of them, and I nice. think definitely worth it. Yep, good. So that's the Gindies. The second I have one as well. Oh, you have one. Oh, I do. Whoa, shocking! I know. Someone came prepared. You did. You didn't even know it. Didn't even know that you needed to be prepared. So I, thanks to the miracle of uh, Xbox Game Pass, oh good, have Those boys. been playing Indivisible. Oh yeah. Now this That's is right. this is by Lab Zero Games, who did Skullgirls before, which was very popular. No, it's a fighting game, though, so not my thing. Um, mm, yeah. But I actually wanted to play this because there was. Did you hear about the weird screw up? On the Switch version? Uh, no. 
Okay, so I'm just going to read this directly because I found this really interesting. So uh, it came out um, last year on PS4 and Xbox One, like last fall. Mm-hmm. Um, but it only came out on Switch just at the very end of April. Yeah. Uh, so this is what it says. It says, the game was released on Nintendo Switch on April 28th, 2020. However, this was done without any input from Lab Zero Games and was instead and given a surprise release by a porting group. As oh. a result, the game's launch was given no prior announcement and came as a surprise even to the original developers. Additionally, oh. the Switch version also launched missing features that were added through updates to the prior releases, such as cooperative play and New Game Plus. This was due to the game accidentally launching on its original planned release date rather than being delayed a couple of weeks. So <laughs> someone <laughs> forgot to go in and change the release date. <laughs> wow. And then it just, anyway, you know, it turned out fine. I think it was delisted and, and then re-added with all the updates and everything yeah. eventually. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so it's kind of, uh, um, it almost reminds me in, uh, a little bit of Child of, uh, Child of Light, just in like it's it's a two D platformer with turn based combat mechanics, yeah. Um, but it's actually quite interesting. Uh, the the turn based stuff. So each you have four party members, and each of them uh, is assigned to one of your your buttons, your A B X mm-hmm. or Y. And so rather than like going through menus and selecting attacks or whatever, it's just you hold like up or down for a high or low attack and then mm. press A, B, X, or Y for whoever. And they kind of stand in, you know, a tri or, you know, a diamond formation. So you can always see who's mm. assigned to which button. Um, but it's really cool. interesting. Uh, it's all, you know, really pretty hand drawn animations. Yeah, it's um, nice. Looks nice. Runs nice. Uh, it, it does have, this is something that bothers me more than it should the the voice acting is fine but it doesn't suit like the style of the game it's kind of What's like the voice acting like well it's just like people with american accents talking uh, uh so it should be more english is that what you said well maybe not necessarily or... english but like uh, this is this is an example that always comes back did you ever see the warcraft movie i'm guessing not no okay so uh the Warcraft movie, the lead character is played by the guy who's the lead in that Viking show. Oh. Uh, what's his name? Is it Charlie Hunnam? Is that his name? No, it's a different guy. It's that's he, <laughs> he looks, looks similar like him. to him though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. anyway, but like him and the villain, like they both just have American accents in this like high fantasy world. That always takes me out of it, yeah. It, it, yeah, and so it's just the voice acting is good, and like it suits the characters really, really well. But it's just, I don't know. It, it, it's fine. But the game itself is quite fun. Um, I mean, I, play, I played probably like ten or fifteen. Apparently, it's quite long. I got about halfway through. Um, but no, it was really fun. Um, it was definitely one of those ones that I probably wouldn't have paid the, the money for, if it weren't on Game Pass. Hmm. Yeah, but it was there, and I was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll give that a go." And uh, it was it was good. I played this. It was in the lull between when I stopped playing Animal Crossing and before The Last of Us came out. Mm, yeah, I played it quite a bit, and then I've played it a little bit since then. But yeah, it was it was it was fun. It was nice. You know, Metacritic cool. scores are like in the high seventies, and yeah, I think that's probably cool. a pretty good a pretty good 
score for that. It was nice. It was fun. Good. So we're giving it an award. Giving it a gindy. Giving it a gindy. There you go. We Send that over to We should email all the devs. Be like, we've given you this award. Uh, and they're like, who are you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're, we're, pretty, we're getting pretty serious. It's like at uh, Napoleon Dynamite with the brother. You seen that? <laughs> Have I seen Napoleon Dynamite? Okay, sorry. Just just checking. He's like, he's like, yeah, it's just getting pretty serious. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's us in the email to uh, <laughs> to these devs. Okay, cool. Gindies, close it out. See you next time. See you next time, everyone. Uh, so we're also going to talk about the the stuff that's been happening this summer. And I was confused yeah. about the names of these things. So it's. IGN's Summer of Gaming, and it's, I guess, Jeff Keighley's or the Game Awards presents the Summer Game Summer Fest. Summer Game right? Fest, yes. Yeah, okay. So Which one are we I talking gonna, about? We're talking about the Games <laughs> Fest. Well, I don't okay. know. But I just kind of, I wrote stuff down for both. Right. So. I'm ready to talk about Game Fest. <laughs> okay. Well, I have IGN's Summer of Gaming also. So okay, I, I'm, I'm prepared for both. Right. So instead of E3... And stuff happening this year because of the pandemic. Gamescom as well. Uh, Jeff Keighley out there making content for the summer, right? Doing the Lord's us, work. To keep us all enthralled. In case, you know, like, imagine <laughs> imagine we have Sean Layden, we have Shuhei, we have Phil Spence. Is that his name? Phil Spence. No, that's yeah. the guy. I'm think, am I thinking of the guy that was the Trump uh that's Mike Press. Pence. Price secretary. No, what was Sean, uh, Sean Spicer? What's Sean his name? Spicer. Phil, <laughs> Phil Spencer. Big, anyway, Big Phil's there, right? Reggie's there. Uh, I hope they're not listening. <laughs> Kojima's there or whatever, right? They're all there. And there, there's like, it's like a boardroom and Reggie's like walking around. He's got his hand on his chin and he's got one hand behind his back and he's walking around like pacing. Like, he's like, oh, this is, this is terrible. This is terrible. Uh, and then, so, like, Shuhei's like, he's like, Reggie, calm down. Calm down. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And then someone like, I don't know, uh, Corey Barlog comes in, right? He comes in the room. And then he's like, he's like, what's up, Reggie? What's up, Shu? Like, what's going on? And then Kojima comes over and he's like, people have forgotten about video games. Hello, everyone. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> people have forgotten about us. <laughs> And this is why his friend Jeff Keighley decided to have this summer of games in case anybody uh, forgot about them. They're all still uh, sitting in a room, just... <laughs> they're all, all of them are... All of them are there. Randy Pitchford's there. <laughs> and then, but, you know, he was beaten to death uh, I, I like shortly to think, after. I like, I like to think that they're all there and everyone is is practicing social distancing except for randy pitchford he's getting way too close to other people he's coming up to people and everybody has to keep telling him yeah um, did you see that randy, thing step back. <laughs> it was like uh what was his name to, to be fair two meters is too close to randy pitchford so <laughs> two meters is yeah i mean anyway yeah you should be you should be at least a hundred meters away from that man at all times he shouldn't I feel like he shouldn't be allowed within 100 feet of a school as well. No, no, uh, certainly not. <laughs> no. Uh, so, Kojima says, I'm back. And <laughs> we haven't, because of Jeff Keighley's work, we haven't forgot about games this summer, which is good. Uh, they're still there. And 
they've put on multiple little little mini shows. Sometimes not many as well, uh, mm-hmm. because they, we we talked about the PlayStation conference. Uh, we didn't talk about EA Play, but there wasn't much to talk about, and they they also didn't have much to talk about. Uh, that Star Wars <laughs> thing. The Star Wars, like we haven't talked about that one. We, we literally bit. have not said a single word to each other about that. <laughs> we not haven't, a we word. haven't. We haven't said a single thing. Not even like. Not even a oh, te- Not even like. You see that Star Wars? Nothing. No, <laughs> we've not said anything. Which is, which is some. That's telling, it's isn't it? Troubling, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Because I, I've watched, I watched the trailer and I watched like the. The gameplay of it as well. So you you watched the trailer and actively decided now yeah. to discuss that. <laughs> yeah, we've talked more about fucking Star Wars Episode One Racer than we have about that. Like, is that out? I gotta buy that. Yeah, that it is out? Out? you can. All right. if you want to, I was gonna say this to you. Limited Run Games are doing a physical on oh Switch. no Switch on PS4. So if you want you want that, you can get it. Uh, so the Star Wars <laughs> Star Wars thing. Uh. I think it looks fine. It looks it looks like Battlefront combat, doesn't it? Um, with a bit more of a a simulator vibe going on inside the cockpit and stuff. Yeah, it looks fine. You know, it looks it looks alright. I I I'm curious, but I'm it's probably not for me. It, you know, I, I don't want to just play multiplayer anymore. You know, it's, sure. I've had my fill. Uh, so on the rest of the EA play stuff, they they showed Skate Four, but they actually didn't. They said, because of fan interest, we're ramping up development of Skate 4, so that'll be... That Literally might never haven't come even out. begun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they basically did the same with, I guess, Dragon Age 4, but I don't even know if they said it was Dragon Age. It was just some fantasy-looking screenshots from Bioware. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're doing something over there. They're, something's happening anyway. Uh, so they've also, they've also done... Uh, a little thing for Crash 4, which was good. Yes. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed Keeley and Crash in the masks. They were fun. That uh, was good. I appreciate that they've embraced the big Crash Bandicoot costume again, you know? Yeah. Honest, yeah. He, he was away for too long, that, that asshole, wasn't he? He was. <laughs> He's like, I'm coming for you, plumber. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Yeah, it was good. He's like, I'm coming for you, neck. <laughs> Back, back for Knack. Imagine if they did, they partnered and they had Knack Three Cross Crash or whatever. That'd be something. That I don't. <laughs> I don't even have anything to say to that. I hope not. I hope, I, I hope they don't do that. I'm glad they didn't. Uh, and they had a Cyberpunk thing as well the other day, which you know that that game looks that game looks good. But we don't need to talk about that anymore. What do you think? What do you think of all the stuff that's been happening? Do you like it? Do you like? This drip feed of content every so often. I'm, I'm not. Sh- I haven't decided how I feel because mm. I, I think the drip feed is fine, but also at the same time, like I don't always realize that it is part of the summer game fest. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, yeah. like I not until just the other day did I realize that that was you know I watched the crash thing and I was like, oh, this was actually part of the you know part of the thing and the same with like the star wars one i didn't you know i never clued yeah. into it so yeah. but i do feel like you know i was on their website earlier this morning and it's like i don't think like jeff Keeley isn't the kind of person to like rush things but <laughs> no i do feel like 
you know, it is the first year of something, and so I do feel like yeah. there's still a lot to be like. I feel like the branding is really poor. The website's not great. You know, there's not a lot of information no. about certain. I don't know. It's just it's still finding its feet, and even you know, even the game awards are still finding their feet. Um, so yeah, <laughs> you know, and maybe yeah. in the wrong way because I'm too many ads, but <laughs> terrible. Um, yeah. The Liam no, Awards, it, as we called it. Uh. Yeah, exactly. But, no, I do like it. I mean, you know, even just Crash and, you know, Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Though, you know, those are yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Like, you know, if, if those two things had been shown at an E3 weekend. Yeah. Like, I would be really excited about that. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I'd be yeah. more excited. I would be more excited about those two things than, like, what was shown in the last couple of E3s. Mm, yeah what was yeah, revealed I, think, I should say yeah yeah i think so um yeah it's 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 weird you're right i don't it's hard to to keep track of it all and to sort of feel like oh this is part of the one thing you know because individually they all have sort of their own little bits of branding which is probably why i was confused right. with the ign and stuff as well because i thought oh this whole thing is the summer of gaming but that's just ign's own thing it's you know? different and i I don't know if they're even associated with any of the stuff that Jeff Keighley's doing. And yeah, the crash thing, I only really, when I was looking up stuff today for that, that's when I, I was like, oh, this was actually part of that, you know? Right. Um, but yeah. To, it, to be fair though, like I also have been staying off of Twitter for multiple reasons. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I would have seen more probably, you know, Jeff or the Game Awards, you know, tweet like, okay, hey, yeah. coming up tomorrow is a big thing from Activision or whatever, you know. Like, yeah. I probably would see more of that if I wasn't trying to avoid Last of Us spoilers and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. So there's a couple of bits and pieces coming up, right? So the there's, of course, you're excited for this. On the 8th of July, a World of Warcraft Shadowlands <laughs> update. Uh, if so there's one thing I need people to know about me, you you'll be tuning into that. that. <laughs> Dig, Talking about the, the movie, can't wait for the conference. <laughs> Digging the week off work, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sit, sitting around in your pants. I the Warcraft film is the sole exposure that I have to that universe. I have nothing else, nothing yeah. else there. I remember so, that'll be good. <laughs> I remember when they were talking about that movie coming out that I thought they were calling it Warcraft because they were doing kind of a like I don't know, I'm trying to think of an example. You know like Man of Steel is like a Superman movie but it's not called Superman. I thought they right. were kind of they were trying to they were dropping the world off or whatever. I didn't even know that Warcraft was a separate game. Right, cuz it's like, different things, yeah. Like World of Warcraft is like is World of Warcraft like Warcraft three or s something like that? People, oh man, I'm glad nobody listens to us. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. We're gonna get some nerds. I, could, uh, I, I, I think it's like World <laughs> of Warcraft was the MMO, whereas Warcraft was just kind of like your like Diablo or Starcraft style mm, RTS okay, game. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Anyway, so that's how you'll be excited. Jizzing the whole week for that. Uh, Absolutely jizzum. Jizzum <laughs> floating everywhere. Uh, speaking of that, let me just check quickly to see if Lemmy's blocked me. Or, uh, I think that was a good joke. That I laughed. That was very funny. It was funny. so bad that I had to do it, right? 
Spill okay, your for, beans. Did he say anything? Uh, he said, no, not to me, but he said, I watched 20 minutes of it, got bored, read the plot, went to the interesting bits, switched it off, googled the lighthouse ending, explained, and was happy that I didn't even miss much, according to my tastes. See these cunts <laughs> that tell me a film is good when I didn't even like it? Like I'm wrong, like I actually did like it, but I'm wrong, or that I would like it if I was them, who are right, mind-boggling, mind-boggling. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a good day yesterday. Wrong. I did have a good day yesterday. All right. So, for context, let me. People told him to watch The Lighthouse, said he didn't. Uh, Lemmy's a Scottish comedian. You can look him up. Uh, context, context is important for things on the internet. Uh, and we're gonna do we're gonna do a full episode <laughs> of The Lighthouse sometime. We should we should do that next. Actually, that'll, that'll be, be good. I would actually enjoy that. Uh, I like that he said mine mine Baldwin there. <laughs> Right. Anyway, the thing that is happening next, which is important, is the Ubisoft Forward event, right? Which yes, some may say they probably should not be uh, having a big event where they wank themselves off because of all the abuse stuff that's been happening there. Probably. Uh, yeah, they should, you know, because they, I can't remember what it's called, but they, they, there were leaks that they were announcing like a space game this week. And everyone was kind of like, oh, this is bad timing, or like it's a deflection to get attention off the abuse and to get attention put onto their game, uh, which I think is kind of shitty. Uh, of course, what's his name? Af- Asraf Ishmael was stepped yeah. down from creative director of Assassin's Creed because of uh, infidelity allegations. And also, there was some abuse stuff in there as well about younger members of staff or younger women. Uh, so that. that it's probably going to put a bit of a dampener on this event, I would imagine. And I kind of wrote some predictions down. I feel like if they kind of started it with an apology or something, like acknowledging it, like I feel like yeah. they probably couldn't go into the event without talking about that in some way. Um, so that's a bit of a shame. But I feel like it's it's weird for them because they delayed a lot of games. And like yeah. they seemingly delayed them for like really no reason at all. <laughs> like they they delayed Watch Dogs and Gods and Monsters which were we were supposed to have like played both of those already and they mm-hmm. delayed them to like a TBD date because yeah was nothing it, yeah was it that Ghost Recon game that didn't do very well I can't something remember. like that I thought Gods and Monsters was you know that just that it wasn't ready which makes sense we'd seen nothing from it yeah, yeah. absolutely nothing so. I think I think what it was it was like their like one of their quarters last year wasn't very good and it was apparently mostly down to the that ghost recon with john yeah. bernthal in it being shitty and it had did it have like a 30 or something on metacritic and so they it bumped the other games well, yeah. they bumped the other ones back as kind of a precautionary measure so that they didn't ruin the brand any further i guess i see but like gods and monsters like february like Fucking five months ago, that was supposed to be out. So you would imagine yeah, release date for that. Yeah. We'll actually get release a release date and actual gameplay uh, for Assassin's Creed because remember when they were saying, "Oh, we're gonna give you gameplay, we're gonna give you gameplay," and then it was like a minute fifty trailer with no cut gameplay scenes, in it, yeah. just cutscenes. Yeah, bullshit. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil Two, probably that's out there somewhere. That was yeah, well, sure. That was announced. That's, that's for some people. <laughs> like, I feel not like for they me. were like. No, 
they, I feel like they were gearing up for a release of that like three years ago. Like they showed like a lot of gameplay for it, and then just they nothing. They haven't shown any gameplay for it. No, I think they. All, I think they have. I think have they? I thought it was all pre-rendered cut like trailers. No, I th- no, I think they 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 did a lot of that for a couple of years, up. and then they showed they did show gameplay. Uh, I think so, anyway. I thought they'd only done, like, two trailers and that was it. No, you're right. You're right. There is a game. Well, let's see how much of a gameplay demo. Yeah, I'm looking at this as well. Uh, yeah. See, I, I feel like I, rem- I remember them playing as, like, the monkey or something. Yeah, there, yeah, I, there I, it I don't, is. I, hmm. Yeah, there's yeah I don't remember that at all, but. So, like, this was. exists, so. Last year. Yeah, anyway, but I, I remember they were talking about, like, they were, <laughs> they wanted people, they wanted fans to make fan art to make, like, yes, in-game, yes. like, billboards and stuff, and it was like, why don't you guys fucking make the in-game art for the game? Like, come on. Use the people that you're paying, or yeah. should be paying. Jesus Christ. Jesus Lord. So, that, I mean, I'm a, Assassin's Creed Watch Dogs and... Gods of Monsters I am looking forward to, but I feel like Ubisoft, they're on the shitty radar at the minute, aren't they? They are. Uh, yeah. So I saw I saw it. So this is the next one that's coming up that's important, which is the Xbox I, I don't know what it's called, like demo event or something. The Xbox Summer Game Fest demo event. Which is cool because it will have sixty demos that Xbox mm. One players can play. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, that's cool. I do like that. That's that's fun. Yeah. Which will be uh, work in progress representations of games, much like uh, fans might see at E3 PAX or Gamescom. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of them uh, will include Destroy Humans, Haven, Chris Tales, or Christ Tales, Hellpoint, Skatebird, which looks good. I'm a fan of that one. Uh, the Veal, Shadow of the Crown, Raji, an ancient epic, and Welcome to Elk. Which I'm going to look up right now because I do not know what that is. And uh, that sounds good. Uh, are you a fan of an elk? Uh, you know, I've hit a couple with my car. Hit a couple. So. Oh, there we go. Look at that. Look at this. Elk <laughs> looks like a little island. I'm not seeing a lot of elk on there. Uh, but I think that's, that's cool. Maybe that's the point of the game. Find him. Missing. It's like, where's, where's Wally? But uh, with uh, elk instead. Um, <laughs> Maybe. Could be. Could be one of those. Uh, so I am looking forward to that. I think that that is actually good. And there will actually be gameplay on like the last Microsoft thing, which had fucking zero gameplay also added as well. Um, so there's that one. What do you think of that? I think it's cool. I think when they when Jeff was first talking about this, you know, and being able to kind of bring E3 home for people. Yeah. That I thought was the most interesting thing about all of this. You know, being able to play some of those mm-hmm. demos that. You know, because that's, you know, YouTube personalities and reviewers, like, they get a lot of, you know, yeah access to things like that. I remember being a little, not jealous, but, you know, just, like, a couple of years ago when they were doing, like, the Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, you know, and there were hands-on yeah. stuff at E3. I was like, why not just release that? You know, just just yeah. let us play that. Why why limit that? Like, if you're if you're yeah. really trying to drum up interest and hype... Let everyone play the demo. Let people play. Yeah, they're like at at the end of the day, they're uh, if you're confident in it. Yeah, 
you know, yeah. we don't need like a Resi Six thing where they put out the demo and everyone hates it. Yeah. But no. Yeah. You know, make that call. It's kind of a a constant sort of gatekeepering, isn't it, of things? It's kind yeah. of like it's like they have the power over the consumer or something like that, and like. And that's a whole that's big shitty. thing about how everything needs to be secret and yeah. hyped up, and that's a whole nother yeah. discussion, though. But like, but like, why? <laughs> but why? Like, yeah. I feel like when when it's been the opposite way around, where things are announced and then released quickly, you get a lot of sales from those things, mm-hmm. like Fallout Four and fucking Tony Hawk, which has had like it's gonna have like three or four months of marketing time, and that's it, you know? Yeah. And people are gonna buy the shit out of that. So like, I, yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised that they haven't done that with more things in the summer. Like Tony Hawk is one. I guess Crash is another one. Like, you could put a demo of those things out quite easily. Just one level of Crash. There you go. Stick that out, and that's totally. Well, there's. You know what? Like this would be really fun. Like there were a couple like really good demos for the old Tony Hawk games. Like it would be fun to just like put out those demos. Like yeah. here's here's the Marseille demo from 2000. But it's twenty years later. Yeah. Here you go. That'll be fun. Yeah. I would like that. Something like that. That would be fun. Uh, but yeah, the the par is in their hands at the minute, uh, which is is where they like it. They like they like holding on to everything. Uh, but yeah, that's a different conversation. So the final one, and I think it's probably the last summer of gaming or sorry game fest event is uh gamescom which is having a daily show from the 20th mm-hmm. to the 30th of august um which is a while away yet but i think that will be good i feel like that'll be fun yeah i think they're actually going to have a, quite a lot there because they did that last year as well and gamescom typically is quite good for announcements and especially if no one is there having like an actual in-show presence yeah i feel like there will be quite a lot of good stuff at that Sony used to have a big show in there, but they kind of they stopped that. Um, uh, that's that's where like the PS4 date and uh, yeah. price reveal were at. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we maybe saw something like that for the for. Well, yeah, because that's something we still don't have yet. You, which you yeah. imagine is coming pretty soon. So. Yeah, yeah, I've been thinking about yeah. a couple of games as well that haven't got dates that we talked about that might get some release dates like maybe this will be like tokyo game show but demon souls although demon souls is being made by a blue point or american right yeah so so i i could see demon souls being there spider-man being there maybe some, something like that you know and there'll be ps5 launch titles um, yeah so so yeah i think you know it's been it's been fun but i i don't i still don't think it has the 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 hype or the, no, I like fanfare I, of E3. Yeah, I think I, I don't mind spreading it out a bit, but it would be better if it was like a more set, like every Sunday at noon. You know, yeah, yeah. we're gonna have something really, really good for you guys once a week yeah. at this time every single week, so you can yeah. kind of count on that. Yeah. I think that something might like be the better way to do it. Something like that would be better. Yeah, I agree. I think that's true. Um, yeah definitely so there's still work to be done and next year it will not be perfected if they do it again uh or the next year or the next year because still haven't fucking got games or the the game awards down so nope come on jeff (laughs) you can't be serious jeff can't be serious jeff come on (laughs) 
Fucking Jeff. All right. So to round out, as we always do, on the gentleman's uh, pantry, the pantleman's gentry, uh, <laughs> I will talk about some switch descriptions. This is literally why I do this podcast at this point. Scriptions. <laughs> Switch scriptions. It is it is the best part, isn't it? Like I I like going to look for them, I like reading them out, and it's a real good time. The start and the end of the show are always the best for me. Yes. I I like skip all the crap in the middle. <laughs> and I, yeah, yeah. It's just we might as well just delete all the middle part and just put 15 that, minutes 15 minutes <laughs> there you go <laughs> digs takes an hour to get there but you know at the end of that hour you have a good 15 minute episode right uh, that's right yeah so i'm gonna read out some switch descriptions uh that sound terrible and do not do the games any favors uh and the first one up this week is tennis 1920s <laughs> oh, get uh, Which, where's hayden hayden on this <laughs> get him on this <laughs> get him on the show just I should just I should just send I'm just gonna message him this link <laughs> <laughs> the timestamp uh, get him on it get him to write an article <laughs> on it get some uh, <laughs> get some uh, traction on this game which and th- I tell you this game's a free download so if you wanna try it this out free you can fucking do it you can do it alright Tennis 1920s is a realistic tennis game featuring tactical mm-hmm. gameplay across a variety of incredible, lifelike locations, all set in the Roaring Twenties. Uh, if you look at that thumbnail there, there's a they've got gazebos and they've got a greenhouse. Roaring, <laughs> roaring. They've got one of those planes carrying a little message behind it. Uh, nothing better than that. Transport yourself back to the 1920s, the golden age of tennis. In tennis 1920s. What? Full stop. <laughs> Sorry. Transport yourself back to the 1920s, the golden age of tennis, in tennis 1920s. Right. You're, you're, saying, you're saying 1920s a lot. Jo- See, I thought that was the start of a new sentence, or I thought that was going to be a comma. Join should have just been a comma. <laughs> join refined ladies and gentlemen. Oh, get us on there. Uh, oh, there we are. Partaking in a good old-fashioned battle of wits and skill on the court. See, that's a classic example of, like, they thought that sounded good, but like, wits doesn't really mean what they say it. Means. No, like wits is like humorous or you know something like that. Bullshit. Use Joy-Con or touch slash swipe controls to play shots and dictate where your player moves. As you play, our new our new tennis AI oh. system learns your play style and can play tennis games as you, as you against other players when you're away. What? What? <laughs> what? Sorry. Sorry, what? As you play, our new tennis AI system learns your play style and can play tennis games as you against other players when you are away. Why? That's mad. Why? I don't want my Switch playing on the way. Imagine that. It's like 2 a.m. Turns on. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> learns your place though. That's scary. Do you prefer to serve and volley or stick to the baseline and smash powerful forehands? Prefer to smash powerful for something. Am I right? What? Uh, <laughs> whatever your style, hit tennis courts and enjoy tactical gameplay while honing your skills. 
compete with players from all over the world and become number one tennis champion. And of course, you could do that without even switching on the Switch. You Play just with precision. Have it do it for you. You can have it do it for you. Play with precision using Joy-Con or Touch. That's just the same thing. Immerse yourself in realistic 3D tennis play with true motion ball and shot physics. <laughs> Enjoy lag-free action in league tournament and practice matches. Earn trophies in major tournaments. Train your AI character to play just like you. <laughs> I, Choose one of I, the seven sorry, tennis I, I players. I keep coming to that. I can't just be like, okay, can you just be the best then? Like, yeah, whatever yeah. you do to, to win, do that. That's what I want you to do. <laughs> yeah, just win all the time. Choose one of the seven play- tennis player character types. Customize and develop your in-game character into the ultimate or t- into an ultimate tennis pro. Join private clubs, earn private prizes, and gl- climb. Jesus, I'm turning into Ted. <laughs> <laughs> it's written down, Scott. It's. <laughs> <laughs> is this your actual job to read out tennis descriptions on a podcast? What's your fucking job? You, you, you have rehearsed this. <laughs> and you will have rehearsed this. <laughs> Jesus. No, the, the estate agent said, <laughs> said that you didn't like the... You know, you know. <laughs> Oh my god, I feel like I've been reading this out for about 20 minutes. Right, join private clubs, earn prizes, and climb global leaderboards. Sounds great. Oh, Might try goodness. that out later. It's for free. Uh, <laughs> it's written down, and you will have rehearsed this. <laughs> me, me sitting an hour before the podcast, reading them out to myself. Uh, oh, that was good. I enjoyed right. that. <laughs> right. City driving simulator. Right. Oh, good. This is great. <laughs> a new and exciting car driving game that lets you try out a plethora of different vehicles in a beautiful city. Drive a car, a bus, fill up your tank at a gas station, and more. <laughs> oh. So, like, you can drive, you can fill it up, and more. <laughs> right? Features 10 awesome vehicles, cars, trucks, and buses. Beautiful city to explore. Multiple varied districts. Become a bus driver. Get passengers for their destinations. Stick to the timetable. Varied and fun challenges. Complete them all. I know we can't talk about him anymore, but I like on Seinfeld when Kramer's telling the story about <laughs> the 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 robber, the hijacker on the bus. Yes. And he's like, at one point, he's like, and then I'm, and then suddenly I'm driving the bus, and he's like, he's like doing all the motions, like opening the door and everything, and letting people off. I, I enjoy that. Uh, City Driving Simulator transports you into a wild, Spain-inspired city (laughs) and lets you explore it from a bunch of different perspectives. Drive your muscle car and cruise through the streets, a pickup truck for a more challenging drive, switch to trucks for the ultimate driving proficiency test, top it off with buses that require a completely different approach, stick to the timetable, collect passengers at bus stops, and deliver them to their destinations. Drive safely and responsibly to finish the task to finish the task safe, safely. Drive uh, safely and oh, responsibly dri- yeah, to finish this right. task safely. <laughs> all right. <laughs> in addition to driving, you will also have to visit gas stations to fill up your tank. Every task you approach has to be completed as quickly as possible. The faster you arrive at your destination, the better your rewards. That doesn't mean you should drive recklessly, though. Be careful not to crash. I was just about to say, what do you want us to do? Drive quickly or drive safe? I love this. 
This is my favorite. The drive safely and responsibly to finish this task safely. Imagine, like, you know, even out with someone for the night. You're like, all right, drive safe. Okay, stay safe. Yeah, drive carefully. Yeah, drive safely. <laughs> Just over and yeah. over again. <laughs> drive safely. Yeah, be safe. Oh, what have you said to them? <laughs> They're going home. Drive fast. <laughs> all right, get, get out of here. <laughs> Go on. Say that to your mother-in-law. Drive fast. Get out of uh, here. Okay, the next one. Sticking it on the same theme. Uh, o- OMG, police. Car oh, chase TV simulator. I've seen this one. <laughs> this is an action game where you run away from the police while being part of Chase TV news. This is an act. Oh, <laughs> all right, I read that part already. Choose one of two powerful locations. Los Angeles and Area 51 military base in oh, Nevada. Good. Two powerful locations. They, people don't they? usually describe locations as powerful, do they? No. Uh, watch out for UFOs. That doesn't even have an exclamation mark or anything. Not even trying to be cheeky there. Just, no. Just watch out, watch out for UFOs. Uh, your task is to survive as long as possible, and while escaping, you can collect hundreds of thousands of dollars, which are scattered around different locations. For the money you collect, buy another car that is faster and more durable. You can destroy everything you encounter, but remember to repair your car. Twenty great cars. <laughs> you got you got powerful cities. You got great cars. Great cars. You got hundreds of dollars for new cars. Car repair points. Live coverage on GSTV. What does that mean? Live. That's one of the features. Live coverage on that's Chase not, TV. Yeah. That's, like, we've, but that's, we've mentioned that's, that so many times. Like the things in here that aren't features. Like you know, that's the like, game. That's yeah. just the game. Is the that it's that's the perspective of the game. Right. It's not like you know collaboration with Spike TV or something like that. Like <laughs> You're actually real. gonna be it's on just, TV. It's, <laughs> yeah. Jesus like I don't Christ. know. All right. Okay. You know this one. I'm gonna. I'm not. I'm gonna say it. Right. This one probably isn't bad. I just thought the description was quite weird and fun. Right. So it, it kind of has. It. It probably could be fun. Although games that like it seems like this is just go as far as you can, and eventually you know you'll get caught yeah. or crash or whatever. I. I don't like games like endless runners. Like I. I like them to have a. An end point. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. But I. That's. I didn't want to interrupt you too- there, but. I, I meant the next one. I didn't. I, oh, I, I, oh, okay. I think right. I think OMG police seems trash. I meant All the right. next one. Uh, <laughs> just sorry, sorry guys. Uh, so this one's called uh, Pirates All Aboard. Uh, the sea be calling. <laughs> Ahoy, pirates! Choose a ship, bring your mates, and set sail on the vast seas. All hands, hoy! Right. Mm. Pirates All Aboard is a competitive battle for solo and multiplayer experiences. Rule the seas. Choose your ship wisely. Exploit each of these ships' strengths and weaknesses. Skillfully navigate between Caribbean tropical islands on seven maps. Collect all par all all the par ups and fire devastating <laughs> cannonballs. <laughs> Be merciless to ye enemies and remember, dead men tell no tales. Enjoy three game modes. Yar. Practice mode. <laughs> Practice will make ye a true sea dog. Multiplayer, deathmatch, and last man standing. All scallywags are needed aboard. Bring your mates, and together commandeer their seas. Endless mode. Show your agility and collect a bounty of treasures. Don't let your ship sink. River raid style. Yo ho ho. Weigh anchor and hoist the mizzen. Arr. You know what? 
Fair yeah. play to them. Yeah. They Local knew what they wanted to do, and they went for it. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they did. Fucking nightmare for SEO on that. But is know. this what happened? Is this what Skull and Bones turned into? Was this one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they were they were bought over by No Gravity Games, and <laughs> they they turned it into the most authentic uh, pirate game you can get. Uh, a lot of these have been eighty nine p. I'll just I'll say that. So if you want to pick any of these up, they're pretty cheap. Uh, okay. Six bucks for this one. I don't know. That's Oh, for you? That's a bit. <laughs> mm, yeah. Okay. Next one. A bumper. Bumper episode for you with these. Uh, two more. So this one. Julie Sweets, right? <laughs> Julie Sweets is a story-driven time management game with 60 story and 18 challenge levels. Delicious donuts, cupcakes, and pies. Make them quick. And time flies, and if you'll notice that they've spent they spelt flies wrong there, which is great. I hate that. They've not they've not pluralized it properly. They spelled it with a Y. We've all been there. A young woman at the crossroads of life. Which way to go? <laughs> Help family okay. business. Wait, wait, hold on. I'm just saying, people yeah. can be whatever they want to be. Yeah. But by saying that we have all been there, personally. I've yeah. never been a young woman at the crossroads of life. I've never been a young woman at the crossroads of life. So that's, yeah. And these issues, like, help family business, chase college diploma, or crazily fall in love. Like, you that's, can have all, they're you not can do all three of those. exclusive, are they? Yeah. They're not. They're not. Why not? Okay. <laughs> okay. Why not all? <laughs> well, why they're not, answering our questions. Why not all at the same time? Why not all at the same time? Julie faces these questions in thrilling story. Where she's questioning her self-confidence, her values, and is it all worth the effort? Of course it is. <laughs> okay, well, well, there you all go. Right. Uh, there's Don't the even end play of it. <laughs> of course it is. And Julie finds all the answers in her own way while enrolling to, pre- to prestigious cooking school, Le Cookery. Will she make it? And most importantly, <laughs> how can you help her? This story-driven restaurant time management game <laughs> features... That's a play your. <laughs> great, great genre. The the best genre since the one-handed game genre. Uh, <laughs> play your way through 60 story levels plus 18 challenge levels. Help Julie to enroll to prestigious school, <laughs> cooking school, the cookery, and master the craft of making sweets. Earn hearts and build a collection of essential cooking and baking tools to create wonderful sweets. Take in six fun locations, including Julie's old family bakery and French patisserie. Help Julie to discover why she shouldn't compare her insides with someone else's outsides. All right. Right. <laughs> I just, I just, something you couldn't that. have just chosen a French word other than cookery. Le cookery, yeah. Like you could have just been like <laughs> la cuisine or something. Le cuisine, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Something. You know, lots of yeah. options. You have patisserie like down there. Le fromage. There you go. <laughs> go. All right. Final one on this train wreck. Got some glory, right? The objective is simple. Race to the finish line while everything tries to kill you. Which doesn't sound that simple. Uh, welcome to Guts and Glory, the craziest game show on earth, where ordinary people compete in extraordinary challenges of life and death for glory. The objective is simple. Race to the finish line while everything tries to kill you. Dodge spinning saw blades, deadly spikes, explosives, turrets, and a growing list of other hazards, while navigating insane tracks set in a wide variety of environments. A game full of lols and what the fucks and 
OMGs, we're, <laughs> we're failing can be just as much fun as winning. Do it to prove your awesomeness. Do it for the laughs. Do it for the glory. Now, I have something so exciting to tell you. Have you played this? I've played this game. Uh, <laughs> and it sounds like I am happy to tell you I love it. You love it? You love I love it. It is so bad, but honestly, so fun. <laughs> it's really bad. Is it really bad? It's really bad. It it controls like imagine you don't have hands or fingers, but just like potatoes. <laughs> right. And that's what it feels like to play this game. Wow. It it looks something. There's violence in it. There is violence. I mean, it, it is quite funny. Like, if you find, like, ragdoll stuff funny or just... I do know, like, like ragdoll stuff. I do it like it can it. be funny. And just, like, sometimes, you know, it's just, like, when you get shot by, like, a cannonball and then it's just, like, your legs keep going on the ATV but the rest of your body is just gone, it can be kind of, <laughs> it can be kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you know, there's a little recommendation for you. There you go. Uh, I, How much is eight uh, bucks for me? Like, yeah, you know, six. Yeah, not not too much. Not too much. So you could pick it up. I do want to. There's a game that's coming out on the second of July, which looks interesting to me. So I'm going to tell you about that one as well. This is a good game potentially, or an interesting one. Frog so Detective called... Two. <laughs> Strawberry Vinegar Two. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, I forgot about that. Uh. <laughs> uh, so this one is called The Wanderer, colon, Frankenstein's Creature. And if you look at that, the art style on this is fucking lovely. Right. Experience the myth of Frankenstein through the innocent eyes of his creature, a game where your choices may well change the course of his story. A fresh look at the myth of Frankenstein. Play as the creature, a wanderer without memory or past, a virgin spirit in a completely fabricated body. To forge the destiny of this artificial being who is ignorant of both good and evil, you will have to explore the vast world and experience joy and sorrow. Dr. Frankenstein's founding myth is once again revealed in all its glory through the innocent eyes of his creature. A thousand miles from the horror stories, here is a sensitive wander in the shoes of a pop icon. And I think that looks lovely. And I'm probably going to buy it tomorrow. So, nice. there we go. That Something nice. good to end it with. You know, you can't, you can't have shite all the time. Right. That art style is really, really nice. I like that. It is nice. Yeah, I'm interested. And the trailer the trailer had nice music in it. The score seems good, too. Uh, so there we have it. That'll uh, be in July's Gindy Showcase, I'm sure. That'll be... Yeah, that'll be... Uh, we should do that once a month. We'll do, we do should. a segment. I'll get, yeah. uh, I'll get Whittle on there for the next one. Get Whittle on there for the next one. Very good. Can't wait to hear about Whittle. Maybe I'll play that tonight. Get that done. Yeah. Good. That's good. All right. Well, thanks very much, everyone. Thank you. Ta-ta. Goodbye. <laughs>